Today's episode is our first episode we've ever shot in studio. We've never had guests in person before for no, the podcast. It, it was, it's almost like a live session. It was really <laughs> fun. And our guests are two very interesting people. And I, I just want to go ahead and say they're, they're like landlocked surfers. They're from here, from Tennessee, but they, they say gnarly. They climb rocks. They're just really interesting people. So interesting. And I can't believe how much they've already com completed in life, and they're only in their 20s. So incredibly <sighs> inspiring people. Um, we're going to talk about a few things today, so I want to go ahead and give you guys an overview of a couple terms we're going to mention. One is the Pacific Crest Trail, one's the Appalachian Trail, and one's the Continental Divide Trail. You're going to hear those a couple times. Those are through hikes, and through hiking means you hike the entire trail in one section, mm -hmm. which Chris has done. So that's just yes. a little spoiler alert. Not Those, me, our, no, no, the guest, the guest Chris, Chris Carter. <laughs> yeah, guest. <laughs> guest Chris. So, and you're going to hear them talk about like hitchhiking, and you're going to hear them talk about a lot of like climbing terms. So just, if you aren't familiar with those, just keep going. They're just really, really interesting people who have had a lot of incredible adventures, and we're excited to share these stories with you. Yeah, and so they've been able to travel and they're at the very, I want to say they're the very beginning, like baby stages of traveling and working on the road and having these adventures. So you get to hear that portion of the conversation as well. Yeah. So with that said, please enjoy this conversation with Chris Carter and Emily Malone. And before we jump in there, please just leave a review. That's just my one request. Sarah didn't know I was going to ask that, but she kind of knows now. All right, let's get to the episode. All right. See ya. <laughs> This is the very first time that we've had people with us in a podcast. Normally, it's virtual. Normally, we have people. This is the first in studio. Yeah, people. this is the first. So, oh, awesome. Chris, Emily, thanks for being here. Like, yes. we're so excited that we're here in the Chattanooga studio and we get to have like real people and a real interaction. So, thanks for being here. Yeah, man. Thank you for having us. Yeah. This is yeah. really cool. I've been seeing your tuk-tuk battling around chat, so <laughs> it's pretty rad to actually meet you. <laughs> that tuk-tuk. Who's yeah. the culprit? Yeah. That's us. Yeah. We need to break it out soon. Yeah. So, so you guys, uh, first of all, like, well, let's dive into who you are. Like, who is the real Chris? Who's the real Emily? Like, what do you do? Just give us, if, if I was in an elevator and you were like, I'm going to tell this guy my story, 30 seconds, tell me what that is. Right on. Am I going first? Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Well, man, I guess it would just depend on um, who they are because <laughs> I feel like I have kind of like a versatile story. But I grew up in Mississippi. I grew up at a summer camp. Um, so I just like love the outdoors. Um, I grew up around tons of people, met people from all over the world. And so that kind of started like a seed of like, okay, outdoors and travel and it like that love just like blossom. So moved to Chattanooga. Um, I have my master's in social work wow. and I worked in um, addiction rehab for a little bit as a addictions rehab counselor. Wow. And then um, moved jobs to uh, anti-sex trafficking. Wow. So did that in total social work stuff for three years and it was awesome, like so rewarding and amazing. And I got to like connect with people in ways that like I never thought possible. Yeah. And so I also have like just a great love for creativity. And so I never got to like dive into that during my social work time. Kind of recently, I've like transitioned to more of the creative side of connecting with people. And 
telling people's story and all of that. So now I do digital marketing and um, social media, traded from social work to social media. <laughs> um, but it's cool. I, I love it and I'm learning a lot and I'm just kind of getting able, being able to flex those muscles yeah. and the creative side of things. So, and it's cool because it's like, all I want to do is connect with people. Yeah. And it's still, I'm able to do that mm -hmm. in a very different way. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, also just kind of like take care of myself a little bit. It was kind of a hard three years. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. And I could see myself going back to doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's my story. And I was not expecting any of that. <laughs> I knew you worked in digital marketing now, but I didn't know the social work side, which yes. is, yeah. I could imagine is super rewarding, like you said, but very draining at the same time. Yeah. So are you enjoying the creative flip? Oh yeah, like, I love it. It's more like, I guess, energizing or what if the right word would be? Is right. it still fulfilling in a different kind of way? Yes, Okay. so Good. fulfilling. I like, I love getting the chance to be creative. And nice. so, and like, it gives me more space for like relationships that are spontaneous. Mm -hmm. And like, I love like mentorship mm -hmm. and that was amazing. Um, but like when we went to Yosemite, like okay. I just connected with as many people as I could. Yeah. Oh, you like this? I met this one person. You should yeah. go climb with them. And it was just amazing. Like it looked amazing. Yeah. I want to talk about that trip. Like I know you guys just got back from Yosemite, but. Oh, mm -hmm. it was so great. Do you want to dive into that now? Or I guess no, we should let well, you introduce. No, the elevator okay, still okay, going okay. up. Okay. Now it's time. <laughs> I have like, a bad Chris, habit now of you have around. to like, this is your time. I'm getting ready to exit the elevator. Who it's are you? Yeah, yeah, it's a tall you? building. Yeah, yeah. Really tall building. Yeah, it's a little taller for me. Yeah. No, M's, M's a thug, man. She's awesome. Like, she was in a very, very difficult position beforehand, and just seeing her be so present with them and then come back and be, like, who I needed as a girlfriend and our friends as partners was was pretty incredible. She had really good boundaries. So, But this is a good shift for her, and we've been able to spend a lot more time together. Yeah. yeah. And travel more, and it's just it's an exciting, like, step into a journey that we're forward to so cool. yeah Very yeah. Cool. um yeah i uh, i grew up in kenya east africa my parents are missionaries there worked in the ngo nonprofit world for a while and uh pretty much since i was like five seven years old from kenya up until going to college i ended up here in chattanooga <laughs> and um have not started seeing y'all yet that's oh. my one oh, claim to yeah. fame he doesn't say it. he's from kentucky it's really hard Dude. i write it out yeah but i won't say it well <laughs> i don't really have an alternative yeah. And it just sounds awkward, like you all. Yeah. I would rather say y'all, but I'm like holding on strong. <laughs> yeah. But no, chat, chat's definitely in my blood now. I love it here. Yeah. It's about as home as America gets, for sure. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I studied community development in college and afterwards went back to Kenya and Tanzania for about a year oh. and was doing some different agricultural community development projects and came back and then basically been kind of dirtbagged through hiking for the past yeah. three, four years uh, on the PCT, Pacific Crest Trail, and the, the Continental Divide Trail and the Appalachian Trail, and just really, really fell in love with like the natural public lands of America and just got totally wrecked by it and yeah. <laughs> spent like years and years of my life doing it. And now I'm recovering from that and posted up here in Chattanooga doing, uh, doing a lot of video and writing work. Nice. Oh, very cool. Very yeah. cool. So you through hiked all three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. It was a, it was a big 
part of my life. And it was funny because like <laughs> just just a big part of his life. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, 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 that's so interesting. <laughs> it was rad. It was like one of my dreams from when I was a kid. I remember wow. an Appalachian Trail through hiker came over to where we were stationed in Kenya uh-huh. and was telling me about this trail that ran 2,200 miles all the way across America. Wow. And as someone from Kenya, Kenya is a pretty small country mm-hmm. and their management of public lands is not near as good as America. Mm-hmm. So that just shocked me, totally shocked me. And since talking with that guy, I remember going on runs when I was like 12 in Kenya being like, I'm training for the AT, you know? (laughs) Like it was so ingrained in me. And so to actually, and to actually do the AT as my last trail Mm -hmm. was like, Pretty freaking special. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So which one was first? Did you go west to east? I did. Yeah, Pacific, PCT, okay. PCT, and then over to over to the CDG. All right. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Okay. Man. There's a lot of directions we can take. This. Oh yeah. There's a lot. How I'm, do you want to dive in? Oh, I don't know because this conversation. You're right. We can take this conversation <laughs> any which way. All right. Let's just back up a few weeks. You guys were just in Yosemite, right? Mm. Was that your first time? Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> I love Yosemite. We've never been to Yosemite. I know. Never. I don't know how we've been to all been to 50, 50 states. states. Never been to Yosemite. All of whatever. Oh, like, yeah. I've never been, been five you. times. That good? Really? It's yeah. Your oh, it's, your it's amazing. Place. And it's not just like the beauty. Like it's stunning. Right. It's just absolutely stunning. You're like can't comprehend what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. But then also like you're just surrounded by this community, and it's just like all nested into this valley, and mm-hmm. everyone's like I don't know, just the attitude in the valley. People are like getting solace there and like escape and finding like adventure and like also just like finding community in really cool ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah. you always find it when you go there. And mm. that's something that keeps on bringing me back is like mm. the connection. Mm. But it's also, you can just like walk out into the valley and it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go so badly, but I've always yeah. heard the crowds are really bad. Are well, they? it depends on when you go. Yeah, It looked like yeah. you guys were in the like shoulder season a little bit. Is that right? So you guys yeah. had okay crowds? So, yeah, we were going to climb, and so we were there in October. Okay. And so most of the summer crowd has kind of dissipated, yeah. which mm-hmm. is nice. Okay. There's a lot of climbers, and it's still pretty busy, but yeah. nothing like the summer. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Good to yeah. know. October is just prime. And okay. Especially if you, like, even if you plan on doing, like, a three, four-mile hike, you can just, like, beam away from the crowds pretty really? fast. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of them stick on the roads and that kind of thing. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, good to know. There's, like, totally. good biking trails and stuff around yeah. the valley. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that is good to know. Yeah, because I just always think, yeah. like, Yosemite crowds because it's not that big of a park, is it? It's no. relatively small. No, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty tiny. The valley is really, really confined. Right. Yeah. yeah. And okay. then once you're in there, you're in there, right? There's only one way in, one way out. Is that right? Uh, there's two ways in, pretty much. Okay. And then, um, yeah, but you're yeah you're locked in there. But I mean, it's like fully self sufficient. And this was rad because this was like That's our good. first time kind of testing the waters with mm-hmm. doing like a remote trip. While we're working, ask that. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Cause okay. like I've been working remotely for a while, but she's been locked into this job here in chat. And so anytime we travel, which we surprisingly did a ton of travel, even while she was working as a social yeah. worker. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now that she's fully remote, where we have a lot of plans and dreams for the future of like doing a lot of digital work. Okay. Yeah. And so this was kind of testing the waters of are we going to be able to make this work? Can we still have like really fun adventures together while getting a forty-hour work weekend? Mm-hmm. Is that even possible? Yeah. And in a place with like. Super spotty reception. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, See, that's why you're asking about Starlink. Yeah. Then. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. We were talking well, about that before. Yeah. The totally. kiosk at the campsite, they had Starlink, but it oh was like canopy of trees and stuff, so maybe <clears throat> it wasn't uh, so great. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, all the dirt bike climbers were on their phones on uh, it, okay. but I yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah. And, and just to be clear, you're not in a van. Like, you don't have your home on wheels or <laughs> we anything. We have to clarify like, for our audience because, yeah. like, everybody's in some sort of vehicle. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> yeah. in flight, but you're, like, I don't know what vehicle you're driving, but it's just a normal car, yeah. right? And you're out there for, how, how long were you out there in Yosemite? Like, we were there for, like, 
over two weeks. Oh my okay. gosh! Wow. Yeah, it was it was cool. Oh uh, yeah, we were we live here in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. We both rent houses. Yeah. I have okay. like a little camping setup in my little CRV, but yeah. nice. <laughs> that we yeah. we battle around in. But we've talked about doing van life. Um, but it just hasn't made sense for us right now. Sure. We yeah. also have like a really thriving community here in Chattanooga mm-hmm. that we love just like fully connecting with yeah. while we're here, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. tight. So yeah. to beat that. But yeah, M's been talking about building out a van for since I've known her. So. Yeah. <laughs> One day. It, There's one always time. My guess is <laughs> my guess is that's in our future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys seem like van people yeah. to me. <laughs> we can hook you up to the right people. <laughs> yeah. So I w- that's a compliment. I'm just trying to envision this. Like you're in Yosemite. You've got work to do. Are you going out of the park to work, or are you working in the tent? Are you working in the car? Like, how how are you working right now? I think I did pull my computer out in the tent at one point, but I, we have some good like uh, hotspot connection oh, most of the time. But we had to like switch between like hotspot connection, this place called Degnan's, okay. and it wasn't great. And then there was like a secret spot that we got Wi-Fi. Sure. Yeah. Wow. So there usually is like pretty solid Wi-Fi at a place called Curry Village, and okay. it was totally like out when we were oh, there, no. which we were depending on that. And we were like, oh, chill, we're just working this place. And then we got there, and there was no Wi-Fi. And so no. we were thinking because we didn't have good enough service in the valley to do a hotspot, so we were thinking we'd have to go out of the valley every single time to work. And then I was reading this travel blog about someone that had like gotten Wi-Fi at the mariposa library hmm. but it's closed like all the time but you can still get wi-fi yeah. and then oh, yeah. they were like we but it's trick. like it's unless you know the password you can't do it <laughs> oh, and so I, we went there and it was locked and then i was like reading another blog and found the password okay. <laughs> and so we would just like wake up real early and charge all our stuff and then we'd go to this library and just like lurk in the woods yeah. and just like work for the majority of the day but <laughs> it was awesome. christina would want yeah. us to say leave no trace yes mm-hmm. because christina is the library at the librarian at we're not giving away the password. Okay. No. But at the Mar- <laughs> it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she was like, we became like her little co-librarians. Oh, that's so And funny. she was like, okay, tell them the password and then tell them what I would tell them. And we were like, okay, here's the password. And don't forget to leave no trace. Um, respect yeah. the grounds, you know, respect <laughs> other people. And we like went over all this stuff. That's it was really great. sweet. Yeah, she was pretty like fired up about people taking advantage of the library. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's libraries funny. are a popular place to hit it up for Wi-Fi, po- yeah. and especially yeah. like parking outside. Like a, I hate to say it, but like a lot of van people, they do do that. They either go inside or they'll park outside yeah. the parking lot, and yeah, mm-hmm. totally. it's yeah. yeah. We had to print something on the road just this past trip, and we were in Forks, Washington, and we stopped at the library, and they nicest gave it nicest people. The ever. nicest people. They're like, "We'll print it for you for free." And I'm like, "Sweet, that cost yeah. me like five dollars of FedEx." But yeah, <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah, so libraries are a good spot. With you working, how do you how does how does your job, your boss, how how, how do they feel that you're working in a tent or mm. out in a library? <laughs> were you guys camping? Yeah. In a tent? Oh yeah, yeah. we were yeah. we were for like two full weeks. <laughs> on dirtbag mode. It was rad, and, and yeah, I, thankfully I work with some like I, I do a lot of like gear testing and okay. outdoor stories and yeah. stuff, and so it's a good excuse for me to be like, I'm gonna be camping for two weeks, but I'll like test out three tents and like mm-hmm. a bunch of sleeping bags and pads, uh, yeah. and then I'll get a bunch of photos of them. What a so great job! It's yeah. been pretty yeah. tight. That's pretty. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been nice, and so my boss thankfully has been pretty open with it. Okay. It was a bit of a gamble with Ems because she like legit just started, mm-hmm. so right. we were wondering yeah. if she would deal with that. But she was very, very chill and was like, "Hey, as long as you're getting your stuff done, like, yeah. right? Yeah, you, your clients are okay with that because you're self-employed, right? No, oh, I, you're not. I work for a company that's oh, okay. based out of Denver. It's it's a small 
woman-owned company. Nice. So, cool. yeah. Cool. yeah. 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 So she yourself employed. That's great. Oh no, yeah. It's, yeah. It's she was great. doing it freelance for a while. Okay. And then yeah. for this company. And then we were in Denver one time visiting uh-huh. her parents and she was just like, went over to see her. And mm-hmm. basically offered her a job right there. Wow! wow. Yeah, that's, that's more consistency. That's kind of nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was it's yeah. amazing. So that and, is really good. And my boss is just amazing. She's like, talking about her travels, and mm-hmm. she's like, I sometimes take work with me. I mean, she most of the time does, and she's like, and I trust you to do that too, wow. and just get your stuff done. Like you know what you need to do. And I even had some like discovery calls and client calls. Uh-huh. That I had to really lock in. I like planned at the same time as his yeah. like Tuesday meeting, and okay. I was like, okay, like we're in this together. You need to find Wi-Fi and good self connection, yeah. and so do I. Mm-hmm. And so it worked out really great. Like, good. My connection was like amazing, and like mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that was the only like dicey moment. Uh, yeah. And there was like roof construction going on, but I got like my noise canceling <laughs> headphones that also help with background uh-huh. noise. So I was yeah. like. Okay, cool. Yeah. That was a big litmus test. I was like, oh gosh. Yeah. This is going to be the real test yeah. to see if I can do this. And so. you passed. And I passed. I passed it. So, <laughs> do you feel good about continuing the digital nomad style? Like, did you guys come out of Yosemite and you're like, let's do more of this? Like, we with did. the working on the yeah, road? Yeah, we felt pretty good about it. Okay. And we've got a lot of trips on the horizon that we're pretty stoked for. Okay. Um, and I, we're going to have to iron out some kinks, but yeah. for the most part, it worked out really well. Cool. Yeah. The hard part was like, as a climber, I was in Yosemite having to work and that sucked because I'm just like sitting there mm. looking at the best walls in the world, <laughs> clacking away at my keyboard. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> to be up yeah. There. What am I doing wrong with my yeah. life? Yeah. yeah. But it was good. It's like means to an end. And I had yeah. just been able to do the nose with a few friends like right before that. Wow. And so that was like the big objective okay. was go there, knock out a big wall mm-hmm. and then like work it out and then do some fun adventures in the evening. Okay. So it looked amazing. Like, it was, it yeah, it was so good. such a dream. Yeah. It was awesome. And M was so freaking supportive the whole time. It yeah. was just unbelievable. There was some but. cool shot. I don't remember who posted it, which of you guys posted on Instagram, but I think you were like on your laptop and you had like the wall, like the Valley in the background. It just looked mm. so perfect. Like, oh, yeah, I've never done Yosemite, but that's like digital nomad life mm. in a oh nutshell. Like that's what we love about it. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. It yeah. is, it is a blessing. It's got pros and yeah. cons, but like, for I sure. think it's awesome. I yeah. For sure. Your frame of mind going into it, you can't just be like, I think when people see it on Instagram, they're like, oh my gosh, these people are vacationing all the time. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I yeah, think there's a difference true. between like traveling and vacationing. Very 100%. Different. And yeah, it's like, you get teased with like these beautiful views and you're like of course i'd rather be like moving my body and going hiking right but you have to be like no like this is my home for a little bit Mm -hmm. and like i have to like take it slow and actually do stuff and then if i you know manage my time right like wake up really early and do it Mm -hmm. or you know if i'm willing to stay up till midnight and then it's like you kind of like flex your time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was a big adjustment the first kind of media trip we did for a company out in croatia was shooting a bunch of content for actually a chattanooga brand here nice and we went out there very like it it was just an adjustment because we were so stoked to be out there yeah and then it was like oh wait we're like on the clock yeah yeah and we kind of had to iron out those kinks especially when everybody else around you is like chilling on the water and yep. outgoing so hiking and climbing yeah, and so stuff hard. and you're like you whip out a computer I, and they I, criticize you I have to do like, write they a do. blog right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we always yeah. get the comment from the older people like oh you millennials are always on your computers and yeah. your phones I'm like yes <laughs> yeah. but, it's like yes but yeah. we're here we're getting paid to do <laughs> yeah. this yeah, yeah. it's it's Hi. funny on the other end of the spectrum like people watching your content or seeing like you post this amazing view 
and then they think that you're on vacation or that you're not mm. working and all that. We've had that happen to us. And I have to say, yeah. Emily, I actually thought that you were on vacation until you posted that you were doing marketing, digital <laughs> marketing from the road. I was like, nice. oh, she's a digital nomad. It just looks so perfect that oh, man. Yeah. you were working. So I yeah. appreciate you sharing That's that. Cool. Yeah. So well, I, I like, remember she y'all shared a real, yeah. there's a y'all. There's a y'all. Where did that come from? Oh no. Is this the moment? <laughs> this, is, this is it. <laughs> Just hang with us. We'll have you say <laughs> You guys posted a reel recently about that background of the digital nomad yeah. life where you're just like behind every video you see, especially as a video creator, oh, man, yeah. that stuff takes so, so stinking it long. Does. So much And you know, so you guys just kind of sitting there working on the computer, a time lapse yeah. of that, and it's that's so real. It's yeah. like for every one of these beautiful idyllic photos and videos that you see, it's, there is hours and hours of work yeah. to go into that. You know? For yeah. sure. That yeah. was actually taken in one of our favorite places. We were in Bend, Oregon at the time. Oh, yeah. and it was like killing us that we weren't on the trails or, you know, yeah. doing anything fun besides sitting in a coffee shop. But so you were out there. We were and then out you there. were able to do that later. We did. We got yeah. up when the coffee yeah. shop opened at 6 a.m. We were there, put in four hours of work, and then That's put right. in four more in the evening. And yeah. Then, yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 You break it down. It is. And it, yeah, it's just interesting, like trying to break that mindset of of people on the outside, right? Mm -hmm. You know, trying to say, no, I am actually working. I am actually doing this. Mm -hmm. um, so our yeah. family still don't understand it. They think no. we're just on this forever vacation. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not. When we were in no, Brazil. That's real, like the stigma. It right? is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. When we were in Brazil, we, Sarah, we were in the hotel working. Like, yeah. And, but Sarah posted on our Instagram, mm -hmm. a later gram from us previously at the beach or something mm -hmm. like that. And then one of our clients saw that and did not like that we were at the beach on a work day than we were supposed to be working oh, which we were working on his yeah he did fire he us. fired like, are you he, serious yeah. he got so mad the, but, I, the irony of it is that he's a digital nomad too it's like dude yeah like double standards there is wow. that that exists Interesting. But, yeah. but yeah they didn't like seeing that I don't know. We were on. It was yeah. It was a, it was a lot. So we were it, working by the pool. I'm yeah. gonna be fired so much because I'm only later gram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad at the Instagram. Yeah. The Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. We are too. Yeah. It yeah. happens, but I feel like there is a better understanding. Like your boss sounds like she understands the whole like just get the work done kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel right. like that mentality, especially out of COVID, has developed and i think mm -hmm. with our generation it's happening but yeah there's still a little work to be done like yeah. just proving yeah. you can do well, it it's also like you have to understand time zones as well oh, and that yeah. some people oh, get their work yeah. done later in the evening so that they can mm -hmm. go out and adventure during the day exactly yeah. like to them that's their relaxation and then they grind until like 10 11 p.m yeah you know <clears throat> and so having a boss that's not like i need you on nine to five on mountain time yeah. is like right. pretty key yeah. that is very key good yeah. point mm -hmm. yeah yeah that is very we, nice we liked working in asia because you're like you know, 12, 14 hours ahead of everything instead of like oh, behind. Wow. Oh my gosh. So yeah. like you're always, you're never missing a deadline. If you yeah. miss, you still have 12 hours to get done. Yeah. And like, you're living in the future. Yeah. You do. That's like you wake up to like yeah. a to-do list. You're like, cool, got yeah. it all done. And like, it forces everybody to be on top of their thing where like totally. normally everybody's like putting out a fire. Like, no, we got to do this, this. And yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. So. We always feel like we're behind on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I feel like there's way. like certain time zones. I was talking to my boss about that. I was like, Morocco would actually be a great time zone to like work remotely yeah. because then I'd be like this many hours ahead of this. So yeah. Yeah. But there are some time zones that are just gnarly to work in. Yeah. yeah. Like Kenya would have, yeah, I worked in Kenya, which was kind of wild because I was like just getting started with Gear Junkie and all gear, and, oh, and I was like trying to slot all these meetings, and so I was like, all right, <laughs> 3 a.m. Oh gosh, <laughs> you know what's the time difference between Chattanooga? It's like eight hours. Oh, yeah, gosh. that's just enough to be really yeah, cool. That's like a full yeah. day off. That's enough to be annoying. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, where's yeah. Gear, can I ask where Gear Junkie's based? Are they Denver? East? Denver. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they're okay. Denver. We're both based in the same city. All right. Nice. Yeah. 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 So you are in Denver a lot, aren't you? 
Yeah, my parents live there. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Very so cool. I have a lot of reason. And my my poodle. It's really it's my poodle. <sighs> yeah. No, but I adopted it from my parents. Yeah. And I like trained her and then gave them gave her to them. Oh my gosh. And so like it was always the plan for them to have her, but she like totally bonded to me. Mm-hmm. She's so. still yours. She's still, she thinks that she's mine. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's so cute. She's like big Kramer. Our dog is oh yeah. No, I've no. seen her on Instagram. Oh, Funny. I feel like yeah. I they have a is it a, a poodle mix? He's a golden doodle, yeah, yeah. But he's more poodle than anything. But he's, he's like, like small. Thirty pounds. Yeah. Five yeah. pounds. That's he's real awesome. little. He's the star of the show. That's the only reason people follow any of our adventures or anything. Whenever our video, analytics yeah. are down, we just post a picture of Kramer and gets the most interaction. Oh, that's, that's like amazing. our trick. You know, it's our analytics are down. percent true. Kramer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we could pour our heart out and be like, "Look, guys, we just want to be meaningful and." One like, but then we post Kramer, <laughs> it's and like, it's a thousand <laughs> likes. Like he was all this, yeah. Like, you can just show him in the beginning. Yo. This is for the algorithm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now we need to tell you something. <laughs> we should. We're gonna we talk should. about depression. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna talk about depression. Get serious. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What is it for dogs? Yeah. So with your travels, all right. So we did Yosemite, you know, a few weeks ago. What? Um, let, let's talk about your adventures. Like, what do you guys like to do? What do you like? What? You work on the road now, but like, where do you like to go? Like, what do you like to do? Man, yeah. I mean, Africa has a big draw to me, so I'm trying to go back there as often as possible. I'm like working on a trip in January, been working on a film project there for a long time, so I'm trying to get back there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would really like to do like a more comprehensive Europe trip. We've done like a little bit of Europe travel, but we want to go back and just like really kind of experience a lot more than than we have in the past so that's yeah. that's kind of like on the horizon for sure but we got to let the dust settle from some other trips that we have right now nice. um yeah it's right now it's like working really well to just have chat as kind of a home base base camp mm-hmm. and use it as a staging ground to go out to different places yeah. yeah um i don't like personally not totally ready to commit to van life yet mm-hmm. but like i think at some point we probably will <laughs> <laughs> okay you don't have to yeah <laughs> not for everyone but it is fun if you do want that yeah. yeah yeah having a base camp is game changing it really that was, yeah we did full time until covid then we bought a house here in chattanooga mm. and just having that option to come back home like i feel like people say you like there's a lot of full-time travelers and they just I think it's okay to not be full time. I feel like people like yeah. glorify that a little bit, but having like that home base coming back and going yeah. back out is so nice. I, I don't know totally. why we felt like we lost our cool card. Like when we bought a house, we're like, oh, nobody's <laughs> we gonna respect right, us. For sure. Nobody's gonna think we're traveling. But I'm like, wait a minute, we're the ones making the rules. Like, who cares what anybody yeah. else thinks? So no, that's yeah. that's true. I'm also just like I, that's what I was doing for the past like five years, and I was so lonely. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it was it was really rough, and it was cool because like on the AT in 2021, I was like halfway through, and I had missed five of my friends weddings like oh really really close wow. friends that i was gonna be groomsmen in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. shoot really gnarly yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it just kind of all hit me on the at of like whoa i've got this community that loves me and cares for me and wants to be invested in me mm-hmm. and so there's this kind of paradox of passions of like i absolutely do not cannot do the white picket fence mm-hmm. corporate america thing there's right. no way but I also am very grateful for community yeah. and for the people that have been placed in my life. Yeah. And I need to find this balance of like connection with them. Mm-hmm. And it's on a global scale because I have so many friends from all over the place. Mm-hmm. But right now it's Chattanooga. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this, it, you know, coming back, I was like, all right, I got to I gotta invest in that. Yeah. You know? yeah. And like, I still want to travel. I still mm-hmm. want to get out. But 
I need to I need to honor that. Yeah. And no, so that's that's, that's definitely like a season for for me right now. And Emily also has just fostered such a beautiful community here, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been really tight. But it's hard to find. Yeah. You don't want to lose totally. that if you have it. And I have so many it. you know full time digital nomad friends that <clears throat> are are so freaking lonely. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. it's really like a pandemic for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 rough. So mm-hmm. yeah. For sure, we get that. Have you guys? found a lot of friends. I mean, I know you said you have a lot of friends who are digital nomads, like full-time digital nomads. Have you guys cultivated friendships in that community where, like for us, some of our best mm. friends are live like all across the country. Mm. And so we mm. just hop around and we see friends all across. Like we see more friends than we do when we're home, like on the mm. road, like mm-hmm. just kind of weird. But have you guys found friends who are kind of doing the same lifestyle as you guys who understand what you're up to and this whole nomadic thing? I mean, Totally. I mean, I've got a broad Rolodex of friends from the through hikes that I've done, and they're oh. all over the world, mm-hmm. you know? And so whenever I go somewhere, usually I can just ping them and be like, yo, let's connect, let's link. And most of them are, like, extremely, like, dirtbag, just yeah. chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Living in their car. Seasonal, <laughs> seasonal workers. Yeah, yeah seasonal yeah. workers, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that's been tight. Um, yeah, I mean, Em's got a lot of friends like that as well. But nice. pretty much everywhere we've been going around the country, we've been able to link up with other like-minded people, which has been cool. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to continue to, like, broaden that perspective, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I think the hard part for me is just, like, the level of connection there. Mm-hmm. Like, if, you know, if I hike with someone for, like, a week, I develop an extremely intimate connection with yeah. them, even mm-hmm. more than if I spend, like, you know, several months with someone here in Chattanooga yeah. just yeah. because you are like raw, vulnerable at mm-hmm. your most authentic stage. For sure. 100%. And yeah. so when I connect with them again, it's like I've known them for a really long time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I have a lot of like acquaintances here in chat mm-hmm. that, that I don't really consider super close friends, mm-hmm. but I have spent, you know, at this point, like many, many years with mm-hmm. these guys and girls. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I can come back and like really start to be authentic about myself and my problems and who mm-hmm. I am yeah. at my core. And that to me is like, pretty irreplaceable and something that I don't have with a lot of mm. my digital nomad friends. Yeah. And so like I do have like we do have like a pretty broad community, but it's not necessarily that same level of connection and intimacy, you know? Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I think through hiking and section hiking, I guess I'm more of a section hiker, but it really cultivates community in a really unique way. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's really our favorite mode of travel mm-hmm. if our body allows it. Really? <laughs> Sometimes like my knees like I was doing the Tahoe Rim Trail and like oh, my knees yeah. like gave out on me but it puts you in a really vulnerable position and you get to like travel along with people and then also like hitchhiking some people don't do that but it puts you in a really vulnerable position it's you know you gotta like judge the situation really Mm -hmm. well but some of my really good friends are ones that i met hitchhiking oh my gosh okay i want to i want to hear hitchhiking yeah really Yeah. yeah it was awesome she's just cultivated and m is just so vibrant. Like anyone she meets, she's gonna be like, "I want to know every part of you." <laughs> that's such a that's, that's such that's a gift. Asset, that's yeah. a really. But she does it like not intensely. You know? Yeah. She just yeah. kind of works into it, and so we'll hop in the back of some like super like hard trucker. <laughs> And oh. she's just like, oh, I no. see there's a photo of your dog on your phone. Tell me about him. <laughs> and suddenly he's just like, <laughs> Are you thinking about like the guy that did like the cell phone towers? Oh, yeah. And he was yeah. like talking about his daughters and just how precious oh, yeah. they are. He was like this tatted up. like. Yeah, scary. I was in the back like, this is going to be a very silent drive. And Em oh. just like pulled it out of him. And <laughs> oh, he was just like his full vulnerable self for like this hour and a half amazing. ride we had. There's got to be some psychology yeah. with it because there's like this interaction. Like they pick you up and you're sussing each other out. Uh-huh. They're like, are you going to kill me? Are you going to kill me? Yeah. And then you get in the car and then 
they're scared for a little bit or you're scared and then you keep on going and then it's like start small talk and then at the very end usually there's like some big thing that they tell you because Mm -hmm. they might not ever see you again right and so like there were some people that were going through like gnarly like breakups and like oh yeah just existential crises and they would tell us about it and Mm -hmm. then they'd be like all right see ya and then it was like such a cool like unique opportunity because we're at their mercy in some ways and so it makes them feel really comfortable to open up. Mm-hmm. It, it was cool. There was a lot of situations like that, okay. but it was just like, it's it's just wild. You would never think that with no. hitchhiking. But that makes sense now that you're saying that. Yeah. Like yeah. they have this opportunity, almost like an anonymous, like they get to tell anybody anything. And yeah, yeah there's no they're, shame they're or guilt because they're never going to see you again. They may yeah. not even yeah. know your name. Full name. Well, you like it, smell. Um, and right. You're like. There's no, no judgment. There's no yeah. judgment. You're, like, you're the stinky one. You, yeah. yeah. You, your standards are pretty low. <laughs> you're so right. like, That's so cool. All right. So I need to know this. All right. You're you're hiking. You come on the road. You're like, I need to get back into town. So you're going to hitchhike. Mm-hmm. What What is the process? The process is to put Emily out in front and I hide in a bush. <laughs> and not even joking, man. Like, She's got the smile. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I was just hiking by myself, I get out and I'm sitting there for like 30, 40 minutes and everyone's just like, no, no. Not him. And, and then he has the these moment, tiny booty shorts on. Yeah, I got these small little Kenya booty shorts on, nice. like flashing the thighs. That's hilarious. You gotta do what you gotta do. But then and came and joined me for like 150 miles yeah. and hiked through Montana with me, which was oh, awesome. Gosh. And uh the dude, we were picking up rides, like people were begging to pick us up. No, that was yeah. crazy. <laughs> sure. They would that drive by, like so we'd, funny. we'd hit the road and it would just be like yeah. <laughs> screech hilarious. over, man. Was it guy was it guys like slowing down or is it a question family uh, i would say like 50 50. okay yeah, yeah. okay 50, right. but like lots She's of single guys baby. yeah yeah i'm yeah. sure it is montana there's not a lot of it sure. is, it is yeah. but there's that side of yeah, like yeah. you're right you have to assess them and they're assessing you right yeah, so there's a there's a very quick job interview uh-huh. that you have and so you take your glasses off and take your hat off and then you're just like as beaming as possible like, yeah like yeah. i i'll like yeah just act as stoked as I can. Oh, my <laughs> oh yeah, we're like yeah. dancing. We're like, oh yeah, we we're play not music. Hurt you. And yeah. yeah. So have you met somebody? You're like, no, we're oh, not. We're not riding with tell you. Tell them about the guy, that, the fishing pole. Yeah, he oh, wasn't no. really. He wasn't really sketchy, but there was well, a really cool guy. Yeah. He just didn't really understand like what we were doing, and he was okay. driving us back to the trail. And oh, okay. he was like, "Where the heck are you guys going?" And we we're like, "Oh, dude, we're on this super cool trail. Like, it goes all the way across the states." He was like, "So, what are you doing for food?" I was like, "Well, dude, we have money. Like, we get to the road and we hitch in and get food." Yeah. He was like, "No, no, 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 you're gonna, you're gonna die out there, man." He like, was like, "I was homeless too once, and you and your wife, and we we're like, <laughs> like, you, it's okay, like." Like, it's going to be okay. Which, if they and, say that, just roll with it and be like, yeah, man, you know what? It's kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard to explain. We, we really you did. Like, several times. Yeah. <laughs> several times we were trying to be like, we aren't, we aren't homeless. Like, we we're choosing to be out here. Like, yeah. and we actually have our food on our backs. And he was like, you're not going to have enough. Like, and he was like, it's okay. Like, and he like shared his whole story with us. And it was really cool yeah. and impactful. But go ahead. But yeah, then he was, he, he was like, dude, you guys need to be able to fish and hunt for your own food out there. Like, there's no way. And he was like, I have a really nice fly fishing rod back there that you should take. And oh we were gosh. like, dude, I wouldn't say no. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. He, he gave your Yeah, so he gave, gave us this, like, really nice fly fishing rod and a full tackle box. Wow. And then we just, like, backcountry fished for, like, a week. And wow. it was that is awesome. You guys we actually, so cool. We actually dude, it needed rad. it. Like, yeah, we actually kind of ran out of so food. So he was right. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was. It was like prophetic. But we like took a little you bit longer. <laughs> we took longer on the trail, yeah. and so okay. we were like one meal short, and mm. so we got to a really high like overpass, and we were like, "How to skin and gut fish?" Oh my <laughs> and like we learned how to do it. Wow. And it was awesome and terrifying because we're in grizzly country. Oh, yeah. And he spilled accidentally all the guts in his, well, the juice in the backpack. Oh, my backpack's cool. And so like we were on like this country for saddle <laughs> and then like wind time. is just blowing everywhere. And so it's just like, we're just imagining like wolves and bears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just going to follow You're you. Just like, like, where is it? Box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was a memorable night. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. For the most part, like, I mean, I've only met one guy that's like, completely tweaked out while hitching okay mm-hmm. but pretty much everyone's like yeah quite quite chill and, okay and just a fun person to get to know yeah. you know so yeah. most of your hitchhiking is back and forth from the trail to town kind of thing so uh, you're not like are you doing across the country or? i've done it across a large swath of the country wow. like the cdt i had to this documentary of this guy he wanted to hitchhike from across from san diego or los angeles to virginia beach like he was doing he wanted to do this social experiment and the yeah. very first person that picked him up he was like where are you heading to he's like i'm going to virginia beach and he's like okay i'll take you and then he said no thank you like you know, like just kind of like back <laughs> yeah, away yeah. Uh, <laughs> i don't want that yeah yeah, no, yeah i was the same way with a guy i didn't deny it but i kind of should have because he I was like, hey, I'm trying to go down to Colorado, and I was all the way up in Montana. Oh. And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm going down to Colorado. I was like, oh, dude, that's going to be like a six, seven-hour drive. And Ooh. he's like, oh, yeah, I'm in it for like all night. Oh, no. I was just like, well, this is going to save me some time for sure. And he was in like a really bad place in life, and just, dude, his story was wild. So it was like he just talked my ear off the whole time. Yeah. It was a pretty wild seven hours. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, oh. No, go ahead. I was going to say, so it sounds like people are a huge part of why you guys do what you do. Like, people are kind of the common denominator where you like hearing people's stories. And is that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same for us. Like, we love, that's what we love about YouTube and traveling in general is just meeting the people, hearing the stories, sharing the stories. I, that just keeps us going, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm picking up with you too. So yeah. So wh- how do you put yourself in those situations? Like what? Like what goes through your mind when not not just hitchhiking, but I mean, like I hear you talk about Yosemite, and you're saying, oh, there's so much community there, and like you just open the door and you like talk to somebody, and like, <laughs> like how do you do that? Like how are you making these connections and finding people? <laughs> um, well, I, I don't know. I guess it's like I've. You know what the uh, you know what the fourth wall is when in like what is it the film world? It's like yeah. I feel like we have a fourth wall just like in life in general. Um, and <laughs> I was like talking to my friend Caleb about it in Yosemite because he's he loves connecting with people. He's mm-hmm. very outgoing, and he was just like walking by a group of people and they like said something and he like replied to them and they were not talking to him but I was like I love that see you're breaking the fourth wall there because there's like everyone's like living their lives and it's almost like we're in these bubbles but I think that like whenever someone breaks the fourth wall or like they just break through like into a conversation or they like find some way to connect with someone it's like really surprising and it like puts people's guard down and so like Mm -hmm. it's surprising 
like what that can do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like it just depends on the situation, but I love just finding ways to connect with people. That's, but that's a big part of it. It's just like, just finding yourself in someone else's situation and like being like, Hey, like, I don't know, just like, I see you and like, mm-hmm. I want to know more about you. And I think that's a big part of traveling for me is like, the cultures that people hold within themselves and their like unique situation is what draws me to travel because you're almost traveling. It's like a travel hack where you mm-hmm. can like go all the way across the world, but be in one spot mm-hmm. just by the people that you're meeting mm-hmm. and what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Even if they are from one country, their culture and their like whatever they grew up in and their friends and family is different than even maybe in their culture. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get to learn something new. Mm-hmm even just in that like small context. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just like crave that. And so I'm just like, okay, like let me find a way in. Yeah. Let's find some kind of common denominator. Mm. Okay. So I don't know. That, no, that's no, so that's cool. Great. I'm just, I was gonna ask, are you an extrovert or an introvert? Oh, I'm an extrovert. You're extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> a little harder for me over here. I'm an introvert. <laughs> no, but do you have any advice for people who, introvert or not, like how do you go about that? How do you open up that conversation? Like what does that look like for you? Um, I guess just kind of like having a heart of wanting to like help people, finding delight in seeing people thrive. Hmm. So like there was like this one climber guy, he was like from Canada and he's really young and he was traveling and I was so pumped that he was like on the road traveling in his van and taking some Jean time Jean-Pierre off. Baptiste. That was his name. <laughs> that is such name. a cool Shout name. Shout out Dude, JB. Awesome? <laughs> I mean like, he's goodness. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's climbed every mountain in the world. He's yeah. one of the five bestsellers. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, I was just super stoked that he was doing that. And I don't know, I just kind of like, I wanted to see him have like, while our lives were intersecting in our group, with his, I was like, I want to see him thrive. I want to see him like, okay, what are your goals? What do you want to do? And he's like, I want to get on big walls, but like everyone is a boulder, boulderer here. And I was like, just wait, there's some guys on the wall right now and they're going to be down in a couple of days. And I know one is going to like want to climb with you. And so he like waited. And then I was like, all right, this is my friend. You guys meet. The rest was history. And they were like, just talking about gear. And then they got on a big wall together and then they climbed some other things together. And then like, I just... Hmm. I just found out he was going to Zion, so I was like, okay, this is another guy you need to meet. Oh, wow. (laughs) I connected him with his old climbing partner, or no, trail partner. And um, (laughs) so anyways, I just am like, and it's it's just fun because, you know, I've had friends, they're like, oh, man, like, you know what? Like, Emily introduced us, like, way back in the day, Mm -hmm. and, like, that gives me so much pride. I just (laughs) love that. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, that's, ah, I just love being a part of, like yeah. people's stories and like being able to like pinpoint things that people are passionate about and be mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, you got to meet this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's like a compulsion for me. <laughs> That's so cool though. But I mean, people like me appreciate that. Like I am an introvert. And so when people like connect us, like we love doing that for people too, but no, there's, something to said, there's something to be said about connecting people yes, and being able yes. to, to, to connect the dots between two random strangers and be Mm. like, hey, I think you guys would enjoy life together. Because it's so easy for us to, like, you you just put your walls up and you're Mm -hmm. right, you break the fourth wall like when you start interacting with people outside of your world. Mm -hmm. um, But it's really easy just to put the guards up and just not care about it. Like you open up the car door, you're in the park and that's it. And like, who cares about everybody else? And then, but it's, it's nice to know that there's a world outside of 
you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and so, and it, it doesn't have to be lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You guys, like, I like just talking with you. I feel like people will listen, and they're gonna be like, okay, I'm not outgoing. I'm not as adventurous. Like, I'm not gonna hike or do all of these trails across America. I'm not the most interesting man or woman in the world. So why am I listening to this? What would you say to that person who maybe isn't as adventurous as adventurous as you, like both on a physical standpoint and on a relational standpoint, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if it's difficult for me to make a connection, how like or it's difficult for me to just put myself out there, like what would you say to that? Well, I think the root of that is like, what metric are we using to define intense, you know? And it's it's fascinating that uh, I found predominantly in the West, but also in other countries, that adventure and travel and what we've accomplished has been very, like, it's become almost a competition mm. of how far can we go? How many miles can we do? How many trails can we tick off in a year? All this yeah. stuff. And while there is like a competitive side to us that... Uh, finds that important. I think the root of it is being lost in that, which is connection with nature and creation and with cultures and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And there's no intensity there. It's all what you make it, right? And so it doesn't matter how outgoing you are, how fit you are, or what your objective is. As long as you're getting something out of it and building a broader appreciation of the world and of different cultures, then it's definitely, definitely worth it, you know? And and also it's like, if nobody knows about it, then that's rad, you know? Mm -hmm. So don't, don't go out there just to like develop a following or yeah. to try to get clout or anything. Go out there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these trails, just to take that for example, were developed under this back to nature movement, which was a desire to get as many Americans outside as possible to start to build up this passion for the environment so that they will in turn conserve the environment, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like the root of public lands, which I yeah. think is phenomenal and America compared to a lot of other countries has done a great job at that Mm -hmm. in just making trails and public spaces accessible to people to get outside because it's like how are you going to want to protect something if you don't experience it Mm -hmm. and so to me that's the root of it it's not going out and getting clout and trying to take off all these things and like that's important but it's the same with travel Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. just do whatever you want to do and whatever gives you life and value then hundred percent worth doing you know that's so good that's so i'm good. so glad you had an answer for that because i was like i'm glad i didn't ask myself that question <laughs> <laughs> sorry what i would have said so that was, that really, was good. really good yeah really good the word that keeps on coming to my mind is like with connecting with people that like might not be on the same level or whatever mm-hmm. you know it's not like a you know a position or anything is just experiencing like curiosity mm-hmm. i think curiosity is like the root of a lot of this is mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, Chris, for example, like he was on you know, El Cap and he's already climbed it. He climbed Lurking Fear before and then he climbed the nose. But I think, you know, it wasn't exactly about him like, oh, can I, like, am I physically able? Like he's never experienced that part of the wall or experienced that, you know, I don't know. There's like this curiosity part of it that I think is really cool. And, you know, whenever that intersects with like pushing your body and like, you know, getting yourself into like the stretch zone, you know, not necessarily like stressing yourself out and being like, you know, like I'm not going to get on El Cap like anytime soon and like <laughs> stress myself out. That's not fun. Yeah. But like, you know, having the curiosity to experience something that you've never experienced before mm-hmm. and then seeing how you interact with that, I think is like something that I would want to encourage people to do. Mm-hmm. And like, 
you know, I've had people ask me, they're like, how do you always travel or yada, yada, yada. It's like, well, I ask questions a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, like I can't afford Mm -hmm. this trip. And so like, but what can I do, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, what does that look like? And then finding opportunities and like working within what resources I have and like just going forward with it and just being curious about something that I don't already know. Mm. I think that is what can people can maybe take away from it is just like in in a lot of senses like relationally you know environmentally like where where you're going or things that confuse you and be like okay just ask questions Mm -hmm. and then see what happens after that doors open yeah a lot of the time so. I'm so, so glad you said that. That is so true. It's been, anybody who listens to this podcast regularly knows that a common thing that keeps coming up unintentionally is point of entry and just trying to find that point of entry and just where can you start? Like it doesn't have to be going to Africa or something like that. It could be just being curious and finding that first step that you can take. So I'm mm-hmm. glad you said that. Yeah, but that's how a lot of people get started is just by asking that first question yeah. because most people don't ask the question mm-hmm. and then they're just stuck or they just keep doing the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again. And so- um, most yeah. people will say yes. Like, I, yeah. I don't remember who it was, but I remember reading the story one time. It was like published in like the New York Times or something. But this guy had like all these absurd questions. He asked random people like, can I drive the cop car? Can I go with you guys in the fire engine? Or like whatever it was. And he said every single person that he had on this list said yes. And it's just kind of that idea of like, mm-hmm. you never know until you ask. Like, just be curious and mm-hmm. then who knows where you'll end up. Yeah. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you said that. I mean, I'm not going to go drive a cop car anytime soon, but. Oh, I will. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> People are listening and they're like, hey, you know what? I kind of want to follow those random people who are adventurous and just do random things, whether it's climbing mountains, or doing these hitchhiking. I don't want to say challenges. But <laughs> I'm so ready to like, go hitchhike now. Yeah, I, I know. I'm like, maybe, I should, we, maybe we should hitchhike home. Like, it'd be fun. You should. And, yeah, we should. It's a good yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> How can people follow your adventures? And I mean, you guys have just been so welcoming and hospitable and you're contagious. So how can people follow along later mm. down the road? Uh, well, I'm on YouTube as just Chris Carter. Um, it's easiest to find me with uh, To Measure a Mile is a documentary I did about the PCT because there's a lot of Chris Carters out there. And so <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the best way to find it. And that's the channel that we're going to be growing. Um, and then uh, what's my handle? Chris, <laughs> it's, it's like Chris.Carter.er. Chris it was Chris Carter 146 because, again, it's like the widest, most generic name. <laughs> <laughs> but then Emily Chris. Cart.er. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I'm on Instagram as em.mo. Um, and we're going to be making an account together pretty soon and just have a place for all of our adventures to live and yeah. make some content and reels. And cool. yeah, so, so good. Yeah. that's going to be coming up in the future. We're excited so about excited. that. Yeah, yeah. We'll put all the links down below oh, yeah. in the description. But yeah, thank you so much thanks, for thank like, you. being here and talking about. I, we didn't know where this conversation was going to go. We just knew that you guys were super interesting. And so this <laughs> ended up being really fun. Yeah. Oh, this was great. Awesome. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for being here, guys. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you, you so for having us. It's yeah. really good to meet you guys. And our connection is pretty fun. Yeah. How we know someone from freaking New Hampshire, I guess. And yeah. now we're meeting in Chattanooga. It's such right. a small so that's pretty world. Cool. Such a small world. So yeah. cool. I'm sure we have more mutual friends, too. Which is, oh, yeah. 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 We'll have for to sure. dive into that later. But yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to What No One Tells You with Chris and Sarah. If you have a comment or question that you want answered on the air, be sure to send us a message to hello at chrisandsarah.com or you can call or text our phone number at 423-825-9572. Thanks for listening.